So as business owners ourselves, one of the things we're seeing more and more, we get requests to work for our company, you know, on a fairly regular basis, um, whether they're from students or already graduates, people in the field, is there's a lot of perceptions out there, I think, about what it looks like to work for a marketing company, and you could probably throw IT and that whole field in there. And it's tough as a business owner because you're trying to walk that balance between creating a place where people really want to work and running and growing a business. And so we want to talk about that. We've had some great experiences and we've learned some things along the way. And I think, you know, it's a challenge because people are coming with ideas and perceptions. Absolutely. And it's, you know, when people find out what I do for a living, oftentimes if I say, you know, I work in marketing, their reaction is, oh, that's so cool. Wow. And I know that that comes with this whole set of beliefs or what they think it looks like to work in a marketing agency. And I kind of chuckle and laugh, you know, because there is definitely a part of that. And that's certainly part of the reason why I wanted to go in business for myself is to create a culture that that does, you know, foster that kind of energy and, and work environment. But I do laugh because it's like, gosh, you know, you're trying to manage the professional side of things. And <laughs> if we acted, you know, this certain way, or if every day was just a game, you know, how would our clients really react to that when they're entrusting their dollars, you know, and they're entrusting essentially the direction of their company, you know, in our hands, what would they think if it really looked like that? So it is funny. As soon as you say, oh, I work for an agency or work in an agency or whatever it is, it's, oh, that's so cool. Tell me about it. And you know what? I really do think that social media plays a, a huge part in these perceptions. Um, when we're online, we see all of our friends posting these really cool pictures of things that they're doing at the office, their cool workspaces, the meetings, the venues, all these different things. Um, they don't post the other stuff, you know. No, they don't post you sitting at your desk for the last five hours <laughs> trying to pump out something for a client. <laughs> that's, no, that's no fun. That's not, that's gonna, not that interesting. That's not going to generate any <laughs> likes. Uh, you know, so there's definitely that. And then there is the stories around um, the tech companies, yeah. the startups, you know, um, Facebook, Google, all these things, and the work environments there. And um, I think that that absolutely is contributing to this whole expectation of what it's going to look like when you enter the workforce and you start working for these places. Well, it is. And I mean, we, as you said, we want to create a place that is creative and energetic and fun. And I think that's a bit of our own no, brand like and our want own personality. We want people to want to come to work every day. Exactly. I want to want to come yes. to work every day. But there is a reality to that. And so I think that's been one of our struggles as bosses, for lack of a better word. I mean, you know, as employers in setting those boundaries and those expectations, everything from, you know, what hours I work, mm. right? And I mean, we are fairly flexible. You know, the first thing we say to, to a, a new employee is, you know, we work a full work day. That's the first thing. But you can pick whether it's 8, 8.30, 9, or anything like that. But at some point, you do have to set a start time for in our office. That's the well, way we you know set what, it, right? What's and interesting about that is we've tried to not. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You know, <laughs> when I look back, it's been, what, five years or yeah. whatever as, as partners in, in this business. But I look back and remember saying, you know, I want people to feel like they can come and go. I'm a mom. You're a yeah. mom. We know what it's like trying to get out of the house in the morning and things happen. And I don't want people to come to work feeling really stressed. But then we also saw what happens when you don't set a work time. You don't know when they're coming. You don't in. know when they're coming. You don't know. <laughs> And the 
the reality is and we explain it. I think that's a big part of, you know, working with your setting a culture is we explain it. The reason we need to know what time you're planning to be there is A, we plan on it, right? Like if we've got something to get out the door, okay, so-and-so is going to be in, we'll be able to turn this around. But two, there's a whole, and we've talked a lot about this, there's a whole level of respect, right? You know, it's like anything. If I say I'm going to be there and I'm not, that doesn't feel respectful, and, and that word professional, I mean, I don't know exactly what that means mm-hmm. in this day and age, but that's what we're trying to find that balance between is show of respect. I don't say to a client, well, let's meet tomorrow morning. Won't tell you what time, but I might show up. <laughs> it's not very respectful if I don't show up at the time that I said I would. So what we do agree on <laughs> is that flexible work hours are important this day and age. Yeah. We, most of us, um, you know, are are managing hectic lifestyles. And so we want to be sensitive to that. Sure. So the way that we manage it ourselves in our culture is exactly what you said. You know what? You can choose if you work, what is it, like 8 to 4, 8.30 to 4.30 or 9 to 5, but you just need to let us know. Yeah. And I think that that's a very reasonable thing and it's worked really well for us. And that doesn't mean 8.10. No. <laughs> and it's funny because it people think because we are fairly light – we love to joke. We love to laugh. And, you know, we've had to say to an employee, we do notice when you're not showing up on time. And that is a reflection. And it, and it does say Well, something. it comes back. It is a statement of respect. So the flexible yeah. work hours is definitely one. The other one, um, and I talk about it quite often, <laughs> I know, is the idea that, and I might catch some flack for this, and I'm prepared. I'm <laughs> yeah, ready for we're it. We're ready for it. Um, the idea that, you have the right to share every opinion that you have mm. or that you have the right to be a part of all decision-making processes. And, and I, I struggle with that because anyone who has worked for us and the people who do work for us know how much we value their input and yeah. we turn to them for their input. And it's input. a collaborative process quite often. Mm-hmm, exactly. But you have to earn that right. And so there were you know a few things that you and I were chatting about um, around when do you have the right to share your opinion? Because I do think there's an expectation. Mm-hmm. There's an expectation. And I go back to social media and I'm, I'm not, you know, slam on social media because we all know I love it. And I, you know, it's but grown it's our business. Our world. But it's changed our world and our perspectives. Yeah. Um, so this idea that you, you deserve automatically to be, you know, a part of all those processes. And there were really three things that we narrowed it down to. Um, one is you have earned the right to share your opinion in our business when you have demonstrated your understanding. Yeah. It's taking that time. It's taking that time to understand whether it's understanding our business, understanding the client's situation, sitting and listening and asking enough questions so that there's a confidence that the opinion or idea you're about to share is thoughtful. Right. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think the second one is, and I, I know I, I referenced this you know, a while back. I said, we need to hang this on the wall. <laughs> um, and it actually came from a, a session that we did with, with another group, but it, these are someone else's words, but they said roadblock versus solution. Mm. And so demonstrating that you're really smart by throwing up roadblocks is not helpful in our no. culture. So what we have really tried to instill um, is you are absolutely allowed to throw up a roadblock because we want to know if we're about to execute a marketing campaign or we're about to, and you're going, whoa, I've got a red flag here. Absolutely. I love it. Throw that up. Mm-hmm. But also take time to demonstrate your understanding of the whole situation and then come to us with some sort of solution. Yeah. But I think it's almost bratty 
in a way. And, and I know that we've experienced it and, and I don't want to be harsh, but it really is. It becomes a little bratty of I'm here, I've arrived. So here are all of my opinions and I have the right to share them all. Yeah. And in our culture, we want to really create a culture of, we want to hear from you when you have really thought things through, demonstrated an understanding, and have come to the table with some sort of solutions. And I think that's just a professionalism, and I think it's just respect. Well, and I think it's it's what moves organizations, people forward, right? It's what will actually move you forward. Roadblocks don't move you forward. They mm. just stop you in your tracks. Mm. And you don't actually have to have, and we've said this, the full solution. But you've at least taken time to say, I'm worried about this. I think this is what's going to happen. I've tried this, this, and this to see if that'll solve it. I can't find it, but I'm really trying, right? Because sometimes it takes a collect, the very point, takes a collective effort to find a solution. But if it's just like, that won't work, that's well, not and it, helpful, And right? it brings everyone around yeah. in, in the team. It brings everyone down, right? And Absolutely. we always say, um, you know, there is a... Um, there has to be a real level of trust within mm. your team to feel comfortable brainstorming and sharing ideas. So true. Um, you know, the last thing you want is to throw up your arm and have this idea you're excited about and have someone shoot it down and make you feel really stupid about it. Well, you're not going to feel like you're in a really safe environment to yep. share those things next time. So I think that's important. And I think the, the last one that we kind of chatted about was this whole concept of you need to earn the right. Mm. And when I think about that, it's even less from our business, but more for our clients. When you so have a true. client who walks into your office and they have been doing what they have been doing for 30 years, you might be able to immediately look at it and go, mm, here's a hole, here's, yep. here's kind of a, you know, here's the area. But you really have to demonstrate a level of respect and earn the right. You know what? In my experience, I've worked with companies like this before. One of the things we've experienced before but it really is about walking in, you know, when you walk in and just say, well, this is just the way it is. That's not helpful to anyone and no. it can really throw people off. Well, and what they want to know is that you've taken the time to understand them and their situation. And I mean, one of the things we often say is they are the expert in their business. We bring a lot of experience. We bring a lot of ideas. We bring a lot of understanding. But until we've taken that time to listen and understand, no, we don't have a right to tell you what you should be doing differently. Yeah. Right. So, and that's just not, it's just not, I wouldn't want anyone doing it to my business. The first thing we'd be saying, well, how very, do you know? Yeah. It's a very personal thing. So it you do is. have to tread really lightly. So the idea of everyone has an opinion and they mm -hmm. deserve the right to, to share, do they deserve to be able to share that? Uh, in our culture, it's yes. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your ideas. We try to hire people who are the complete opposite of us for a, <laughs> for a reason. However, there is a level of respect when you share it and you have to demonstrate a full understanding of the situation. You have to come with some sort of solution, even if you don't have the answer, some sort of direction as yeah, opposed to just roadblocks all the time. Absolutely. And you do have to earn the right. You have to come with some level of experience mm -hmm. or, or you you know, you read about it from a credible resource, something, <laughs> right? I think that's really important. Um, the third big trend that we definitely see is the expectation around social time. Oh my gosh. And yeah. being fun at work. And everything is about a ping pong. Now mind you, we've done the ping pong table thing. We have. But everything around the ping pong table the and the Xbox and the, you know. Yeah. So how do you create a work environment that's fun and cool and funky, but meets the level of professionalism that you want to convey to your clients? Well, and it, it is, right? Because we see people coming through the door and they think, you know, we could stand around and, and chat for an hour or have a, a conversation and it is light and fun. But the reality is, and it's what it looks like, you still have to get the work done. 
clients are still looking for things out the door. It was interesting talking to a, an employee recently and we're saying, you know, this is fun. Okay, just so you know, now we all have to put our heads down because this has got to get out before the end of the day. And that's going to look not that exciting, not that glamorous, uh, but we will celebrate. And I think, you know, the companies that find a way to the old adage, play hard and work hard, right? That idea that, you know, we can sit around on a Friday afternoon at four o'clock in the afternoon and open the bottle of wine or crack a beer and, and enjoy ourselves. That's okay. But that's because we've put in a ton of time leading up to that. What I think throws it all off, and as you just said, this idea, this perception or expectation and for some employees coming in, they think it's all gonna be the party and they don't realize the hard work that comes before the party. <laughs> well, and you know what? And the only thing that's going to make sure that that hard work, and this how you separate who really belongs in your, your company yeah. and who doesn't, is that a lot of it is driven by sheer passion. Very much passion for the client, passion for the work, and passion for contributing to your business, right? I mean, we've talked about that a lot. We want employees and a team that wants to grow with us, that wants, that is just excited to see this company grow as anything else. A new project is not more work. A new project is an opportunity, right? And that they see it that way. So I think you're right. That's when we get, you know, we don't mind someone deciding to, well, we actually had an employee who put a ping pong table on our boardroom table and we thought that was awesome. It was hilarious. It was great yeah. because this employee works so hard and is so committed to what we're doing that we know and trust and they've earned that trust that they will contribute so hard to the company that if they're in playing ping pong, there's a reason and we're okay with it. Absolutely. And I think that it's that, there is that respect in earning that trust and the opportunity. The one last one I think we should chat about, because it's so often a cultural thing, <laughs> is how can I dress my attire, right? Does anything go in this day and age? And, you know, as the creative agency, yep. of course anything should go, right? <laughs> well, and it's funny, we have this kind of saying around the office, and it's, and it, you know, it's very true. You know, while we really want people to express themselves and their individuality, uh, Don, your personal brand right. is very different than my personal brand. Absolutely. And I think that's great versus Mike or Lily or Courtney or whoever. Everyone has their own personal brand and we want to really make sure people feel, you know, like they're individuals and that they can express themselves and certainly in the way they dress. But we always say, but you know what? <laughs> you better earn your right to wear that hoodie. It's so true. And what we mean by that is because Mark Zuckerberg can dress the way Mark Zuckerberg wants to dress does not mean that we Everyone. all have the right to do that. And so it is. It's flirting with that line mm. of dressing in a way that expresses your individuality but doesn't cross the line into being unprofessional or disrespectful. And so I love, you know, and we've had employees come in who have, you know, full sleeve tattoos or have pink hair or who have, and I think that is fantastic. I think that's an expression of who they are. Um, but I do want to see effort mm -hmm. in, in, in expressing yourself in a professional manner because I think that that, also demonstrates your level of respect for our client and the projects. Well, I think when you are ourselves and ourselves and the people around you, I think the word you often use and I, and I've always loved it is that word of effort. And sometimes people get wrapped up in the word professional attire and they, yeah, think like, it, what does that mean? They think it means a three piece suit. They think it means I have to wear, you know, certain shoes and all of these things. And I love when you use the word effort because 
it's not that I need to look the old school traditional professional. It means that I, by showing you effort, have demonstrated that when I got up in the morning, I knew I was going to a workplace, I knew I was going to see a client, and therefore I put on something that was clean, ironed, <laughs> um, I did my hair, if well, both male and female. I put on jewelry, male or female, don't care. Took a razor. Took a razor. Male, male, or, male female. or female, don't <laughs> care. Right? But it's it's that I paid attention to those things, and those things were important enough, and that is a demonstration of respect. And maybe that makes me old, maybe that makes me old school, but I really don't think so in this day and age. No one wants to go to the doctor who's dirty. No one wants to go to the waitress whose fingers are all well, dirty. Well, imagine and, if you right? walked on a flight and your pilot had a ketchup stain or a wrinkled shirt. Right. You know, what does that say about Absolutely. how so he might fly the plane? If we walk into a client's office, I don't need to be dressed just like them. But what no. I need to be dressed like and our whole team is showing that we value that client enough that I put on a clean shirt and some tight, you know, some nice, nice ironed pants and I look like I put effort in. Because that says that I value my appearance, and therefore that says I value you. So in our culture, <laughs> we love when people express themselves as yes. you know individuals, and it's always so fascinating to see yes. what that looks like, as long as they've shown that they've put some effort and some thought in, in the way they come things. to work. I think that's important. So that little rant is really just to say, we're still figuring it out. And those are a bit of our struggles and our thoughts on it. And, you know, we're all just moving in the direction we can. Well, absolutely. And it is. It's you. Everybody, like we said, wants to come to work and you want to have a good time and you want your employees mm-hmm. to rave about where they work. Um, but you know what? You have a job to do and you're, you know, conveying a brand to your clients and you want them to feel secure and, and trusted in, yeah. in what you're doing. And so it is important to find those lines and we'll continue to learn. Absolutely.